Hey guys, this is Travis Bayless with Beyond Bipolar blog. Today I'm going to talk about Demi Lovato. She recently released the uh, first part of her fourth part documentary series called Dancing with the Devil. This is about losing control. Now, to be honest with you, I have never been addicted to drugs, never been addicted to alcohol, never had an eating disorder, never caught myself, but... I firsthand know someone that has. It was actually my brother's ex-girlfriend. She was actually clinically diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. So I want to kind of relate this issue with Demi Lovato's issue regarding drug use and mental health issues. So it's a pretty long documentary and I just picked out snippets that I just wanted to talk about and let's begin. Now that rolls around, I spend it kind of thinking, was today the day that my dad died? Is it tomorrow? And then also knowing that by the time Father's Day rolls around, like he was just laying there rotting. And that was the fear that I always had for him was that he would end up alone. And he did, he died alone. Mental health is something that we all need to talk about and we need to take the stigma away from it. Six years ago, I was drinking vodka out of a Sprite bottle at nine in the morning, throwing up in the car. And I just remember thinking, this is no longer cute. This is no longer fun. So I just want to say what my thoughts on this is, is that yes, mental health still has a stigma, especially in Korea. Uh, I don't know if you follow K-pop stars, but there's several of them that you know, not just K-pop stars, but actors and actors. There's several of them that commit suicide <coughs> due to the fact that they can't get mental health and the government isn't providing anything. So why does this relate to her? Uh, I still feel like in USA that there's still stigma regarding mental health. It's just like, you know, I hate to say it, that mental illnesses should be treated like diabetes. It's one out of four silver cars people have mental illnesses like one out of four silver cars that are out there. So imagine how common it is and how and how unfrequent people are actually talking about it, getting help, receiving help, actually making it a serious event for you or a series of events for you to actually develop into a better human being and manage your life. So I feel like the stigma is actually very problematic. Now, she does talk about trauma. And to be honest with you, trauma is very common since I am. She talks about how her dad died. He was actually uh, clinically diagnosed with bipolar and schizophrenia. So I assume he was schizoaffective bipolar type. So it's possible that he also had a drug overdose, which he did have a drug overdose. And he ended up dying. So they didn't find the body till a week and a half later. And it was so decomposed that she that they couldn't actually revive it enough to be part in an open casket. So why does this relate to me? Well, like I said, there was this ex-girlfriend my brother had. She had an eating disorder. She did meth. She uh, cut herself. And... You know, that's pretty much the line of her. Just similar to Demi Lovato, she had a drug addiction and mental health issues. This girl, who is considered clinically diagnosed with, with borderline personality disorder, definitely had these issues. So, 
How does this relate to me? Well, many adoptees, especially Korean adoptees, end up having like this adoption trauma because when you are young, you are not taken care of as well as you should. There is something about this nature versus nurture, but nurturing is very important when it comes to developing into uh, a decent human being because if you think about it, your, your brain is still developing at very early age. You need to be taken care of. You need to be held. Things like that is very important because that actually what gains trust. And if you don't have that trust early on with, with a mother then you end up having these relationship issues in the end. And I feel that people with this trauma, it affects not only people with who lose their parents, but also people that might have had been adopted. So let's continue to go to eight. I think this is important to listen to. Through some of that, just like I didn't know they were causing issues in myself. And that's why it hurts me so bad when I hear stories of people saying, you know, my family member self-medicate. You know, she was And I just remember thinking, this is no longer cute. This is no longer fun. And I'm just like my dad. I definitely think that she had some things that were underlying that she was trying to self-medicate, just like I was trying to do when I was kicking Zen. You know, this girl, I think she ended up self-medicating with meth is because she also, you know, might have had ADHD. And for most people who are on meth, it actually revs you up. But for her, it calmed her down. So there is some likely scenario that she believes that she self-medicated because it would help her ADHD. And she also had maybe depression, but this, 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 inkling with math actually triggered a lot of problems for her she ended up have, having losing some of her teeth she ended up in these states where she would be up all night and then end up crashing and it was to the point where she was at the point where she felt like she wanted to take a gun and commit suicide so self-medicating in general is not good i don't think I've actually self-medicated. I always try to take my medications and I never abuse drugs, alcohol. And I feel like, why am I an exception to you people that might have had an addiction? Now, she does talk about how it's streamlined. She might have been her father. Demi Lovato might have been her father who was down this, this rabbit hole of mental health issues and addiction. Well, for me, I never went down that rabbit hole, even though... Um, it's possible I could, like many of these adoptees who end up going into crime, stealing, or into mental health problems, or addictions like drugs, alcohol. It's very common among Korean adoptees. So the reason why I relate to this is the fact that I cannot tell you what it's like to be on drugs. I cannot tell you what it's like to have a... An, an addiction to alcohol, but I can tell you the reason why I have not tried these things. And maybe you could kind of hopefully relate to that is because I knew deep down that, you know, for me, I felt like my body was a temple. I did not want to do anything to it that would supposedly 
put myself at harm's way and I felt that drugs, alcohol would consume me. Not only that, is that when I got older is that I realized that I knew these things were bad and I knew how much it impacts people's life. My dad had a, a, a good friend of his, a cousin that ended up committing suicide and he was on medications and he decided to get off them. Well, he also had an uh, addiction to alcohol and that caused and wreaked havoc upon his own life because his son started doing drugs and it became so overwhelming that he ended up taking his own life. So... In a nutshell, mental health issues is very problematic. And I know I've seen these people with drug addictions that, though I have never firsthand experienced, that is the reason why I never got into drugs. That is the reason why I never got into alcohol. But I think you can learn something coming up because I thought this was very important what she says here, the mom of Demi Lovato. And that really ate up at me, but... Ultimately, like, I know that he was kind of too far gone at that point. He needed to realize that he needed help himself. Sobriety has to be your choice and no one else's. If it is someone else's choice for you, then it won't last. And so I tried to get him to get help, and I wasn't able to make that happen. He just, he wasn't ready. You know, this is so common amongst my brother's ex. And I really believe she's correct on this, is that if you do not believe in sobriety, if you do not believe in getting help, if you don't have that inner, inner, you know, that inner desire to actually get better, then you're likely going to fail at it. Because having people tell you what to do, telling you to get into drug rehab or... Or even for me, my brother ended up trying to get help for me and he felt like he was guilty for my health because he, if I ever committed suicide, it would rest on his conscience. But at the same time, you have to realize that it's up to the user on what they decide to do with their life. Now, my brother and I and my dad try to get this girl so much help that we ended up having her live here for a month. And it was very problematic because she still didn't want to go do things on her home on her own she was supposed to get on a rule 25 and she had kyle do that she was she ended up getting bail from kyle like like in total of like 600 dollars for two bails and because of that she was relying on others to take care of her and up to this day, she's still relying on others to take care of her. She's literally using her mom's bank account for her to live in hotels so she can use again. So that is something that is totally problematic. And deep down, if you do not have that, that, that willingness, that innermost desire to get well, and this includes mental health, if you don't have that innermost desire to feel better, to want to have goals to be motivated you have to realize that the first thing you got to do is take that first step and so many people are reluctant to even do that they they end up taking this first step and then they end up backtracking because they feel that it's just too much work but you have to realize that life does take work that your mental health does take work it's like it's like working out you know it's like realizing that you have to work your muscles in order to build your muscles and it's like 
with your brain it's 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 an organ but it works like a muscle you gotta work on positive thoughts you gotta work on challenging yourself so you can remain sober and i feel like this this girl my brother's ex was so far-fetched that she was relying on other people to take care of her mental illness and because of that she refused to to get help on her own and she continues the cycle because I almost feel like she's never ready and at this moment in time she is not ready to to get the help that she needs she's not ready to get the the she's not willing to get her get herself the help that that she feels that she really needs to get done and how could you relate that to me well I actually was in seven hospitalizations I had two in 2009 Two or one in 2010, three, one in 2014, or two in 2014, one in 2015, one in 2017, and uh, I don't know. There's one more in there, but I had a total of seven hospitalizations. Like I said before, I've been on eight different antipsychotics. I've been on, uh, and a lot of this is reiterated. I've been on like on 20 to 25 different medication. Just realize the amount of time it. You have to realize that. If you want to take a step forward, there's going to be a chance where you have to take a couple steps back. But if you keep going forward, that is the likely scenario you to be more successful with your life. And you got to keep taking that step forward. You got to keep making that next step. You got to have those goals so you can do something with your life. Like, I really believe in what this girl said, and I'll repeat it here. He needed help himself. Sobriety has to be your choice and no one else's. If it is someone else's choice for you, then it won't last. And so... So, remember that. Sobriety has to be your choice. Getting yourself well, getting mental health treated has to be your choice. It cannot be my choice, even though I can do my best to tell you that, hey, it's time to get help. Hey, you need these supports. You need to do this and that, but it's not going to be enough. I relate to this because, you know, I have a friend that is addicted to, like, smokes a pack a day on on uh, cigarettes. And I lost my friendship with her because I made the mistake when saying that I would pay her $1,000 to quit smoking. But how will I know that she'll ever actually quit smoking? She could be doing it behind my back. And when I finally told her that I was going to not pay her we just lost contact because she got so upset that i was gonna pay her this money and i don't know right now we're not no longer friends because i didn't want to be there later to be the one that hey that tells her hey you now have you now have lung cancer because you smoked i didn't want to be that person there where she's on the bed the deathbed and me telling her that at that moment when I just didn't want to be there her for that. And deep down, it's kind of selfish. But at the same time, you have to realize, like I said, sobriety, uh, addictions. You have to be willing to take care of that yourself. You have to be willing to not do that. You have to be willing to get better. And if you do not, it's going to likely... We are not likely going to be able to get you to where you want to go. You yourself have to get where you really want to go in life. years of my life than I have really trying to make it what I want. It wasn't until the last few years that I really fully realized the impact that 
eating disorders have had on her. We had to be very careful what we ate around her, which sounds insane, but maybe some of the control that she had with her last team was put in place to help her so she wouldn't relapse in her eating disorder. You know, I hate to say this. Not only that, my brother's ex did have an eating disorder. She would literally do meth because it would keep her skinny, but she was almost to the point where she was anorexic. And the reason why I mention this is because, you know, I made the mistake is that I always pressure her. I didn't know she she had this eating disorder, so I'd always just make this amount of food and and get her to eat it but at the same time i didn't realize she was in the bathroom actually puking it up i would always wonder my brother especially would always wonder why she'd be in the bathroom she's actually you know puking all the food up and i realized i didn't realize till then how troubling these are for people but if you truly want to get well you yourself had to want to get well. You have to be at that point where you're sick and tired of being sick and tired and you want to get better. But it totally backfired. Like that just, the control and the restriction was, was way too toxic for her and she was miserable. My team has consisted of assistants, a wellness coach, a dietitian, nutritionist, therapist. I've had all these people in and out of my life I feel like decisions have been made for me more so than I've made decisions for myself. I no, I just want you guys to be aware of she is a celebrity, so she has all this support. But at the same time, you guys also have this support because there is a psychiatrist, there's a therapist, there's dialectal behavioral therapy, there's peer support groups, there's sobriety groups, there's, um, there's groups like NAMI, DBSA, uh, these groups that you can get a, get together monthly. There, there's there is a, there's the hospitalization, which is the last resort. I've been to seven hospitalizations, so I know the power of what it is to be in the hospital. I know the power of having an arms worker. I've had an arms worker, which is adult rehabilit adult rehabilitated mental health service, which is someone with a master's degree or better that can actually help you get better with your life, develop goals, meets you every meets you once an hour every week or once a month depending on how you want to view it and they're able to get together with you to actually develop goals to make sure you're doing well. And there's the ILS worker. If you're on a caddy work waiver, it's paid. Uh, ILS worker stands for independent living skills worker. These people literally can go into your home maybe once a week to actually help you develop the skill to get out and do something, whether it's grocery shopping, getting your med situation, uh, getting out and doing something just to get yourself into a better state of mind. So they're there to talk. They're there for you to talk to you, to make sure you're on the right path to get better. I almost feel the ILS worker is very important. I've had it for like four, three to four years now. And like right now I'm at my best, so I don't feel like I need any of these supports. But at the same time, these people are there for you. There's also the ERTS. Uh, it is a group home that is anywhere from 30, 60 to 90 days that can be paid for if you are accepted into the program. There's also the Rule 25 that we'll end up paying for if you are under sobriety and you need the groups to get well 
there are state, there are federal things that can get you support. People rely on disability. People rely on like like financial support through the state, like food stamps. I'm not saying you should do this the rest of your life. I'm not saying that this is the only way, but it can help you situate yourself if you are focusing on your mental health. I feel if you are suicidal, that you are addiction, your mental health should be the number one goal to get yourself better, and then the other things will get better for you. This girl, like I retracted her, she was she was in and out hotels of, of doing drugs, meeting with her drug dealer, into her house where she was with her her ex who was actually a drug addict. They literally were in a town that was full of drug addicts. She was in and out of the hospital saying she was fine, not fine. She was literally in inert saying that she couldn't get along with people. And she's backtracking, backtracking, back and forth. And it's largely because she is not ready to get well. You have to be ready to get well if you want to get well. You have to be ready. You have to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. And that is the one thing that will challenge you to get well. I was at a state of, you want to know why I got this body? Do you want to know why, you know, I just want to show you. Do you want to know, do you want to know why I look this good? It's because I spent two years, I spent two years getting this body. I spent two years at the point where I realized that, hey, if I don't get better, I want to, I'm going to commit suicide. I know it. And I was so far down that my my desire my determination to lose 55 pounds i didn't expect to lose that much weight but the reason why i did is because i had that desire so deep down you have to have that fire that innate desire to get well if you uh, don't have that desire it's not going to do any good for you if you have other people control on what you do with your life it's not going to last you have to take control of your life you have to have that responsibility to do what you need to do in order to progress with your life, to meet your goals, to meet meets and and to not only uh, survive but to thrive. And that is what you got to do. So, in a nutshell, this just pretty much relies on her. I just picked snippets that I thought were important and related more to mental health, not addiction. But it did relate some effects on addiction. But at the same time, I just want you guys to know that I feel like. You know, it was a good documentary. I'll probably comment more on the the next three documentaries. I don't know if it's just going to reiterate what I already said. But if you haven't seen Demi Lovato's Dancing with the Devil documentary part one, I'll include the link below. So that's it, guys. What can I teach you my last words? It is, if you want sobriety, if you want to get well, you got to make that decision for yourself. People cannot make that decision for you. People cannot control what you do. You have the innate control to do what you want to do with your life, whether it's good or bad. But hopefully you can understand that if you're going through so much bad times where you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, that you actually want to do something for the better. So that's my last words with Beyond Bipolar Rog. This is Travis Bailey signing off. Please like, comment, and subscribe and hit the bell button if you want to hear more information. From me, if you want to see more reaction videos, if you want to see more mental health videos, advice, experiences, and take care. Bye.